Warning! This episode contains foul language, extremely graphic descriptions of murder and mutilation, and a whole lot of dick. for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a friend, co-worker, neighbor, or in some cases like this week, no one at all. Nobody! And we talk about something weird. My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, <laughs> Ashley. Hi, weirdo! Hey, weirdo. I came in with the erda. Erda. <laughs> For this special episode, Weirdos, we are going helter-skelter, talking about ghosties, monsties, murderies, and all sorts of weirdies. And these topics all came from Y-O-U, the listeners. So get pumped. Are you pumped, Ashley? I'm pumped. Well, I could be more pumped. I'm very tired. It's fine. You had a long weekend. (laughs) I had a very long weekend. I had a long trip, so we're just both sleepy. My best friend Amy was in town from college, and we stayed up really late every night, and I didn't eat really well, and I drank a lot of alcohol, and Mm -hmm. so now I just want to, you know. You just want to be asleep. Be asleep. Not see anyone in the world. (laughs) Nope. Not see anyone. I hear you, girl. And then I have to be on a plane at 6.30 in the morning, no. so I'm kind of like, that's actually why we're doing this episode, because Lauren was in Europe. I was. And she got back Wednesday or Thursday? That's Wednesday night. Jet lag just stopped being a thing. Like, I'm like finally <laughs> feeling normal. Yeah, this is my first day feeling okay. Yeah, and then I'm leaving tomorrow. So we yep. were like, what should we do? We got to squeeze this in. <laughs> what should we do? And I hopefully no one was confused by us calling this our Helter Skelter episode. Because when you say Helter Skelter, you can either be referring to Charles Manson, mm-hmm. which is most likely... The Beatles, which yep. is like middle likely, yep. or like the actual definition of the adjective, which is disorderly haste and confusion, which is highly unlikely. And that's, that's what, what it doing. is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Three. But I do think you understood what we meant because you guys were insanely amazing submitting topic ideas for us when we put it out there. We yeah. Got so many votes for different topics. So many. We had to, I mean, we, we picked a couple that popped up more than once essentially yeah. and then uh but we're saving all the rest they were all good yeah everything was good i think the only one stuff what was it about. colin colin said haunted robots i didn't know and what i'm that not meant. 100 maybe ghost in the machine we could have an artificial intelligence yeah. episode i'm sure there's something there but i read that and <laughs> but was like i uh, haven't figured it out i, I don't quite oh. understand gabrielle <laughs> She's misbehaving screaming. so this episode is like a, a handcrafted patchwork quilt yes a friendship beautiful. and weird stuff <laughs> well we took what you guys had to say and this week we're going to be talking about strange coincidences cannibals a cryptid and we're even going to share some listener ghost stories yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. all over the place but i think it's going to be really fun because i have a lot of good stuff yeah i have some good yeah. stuff too i'm pretty excited you know what we did not do what Talk about like uh, an order that we are going to 
Nope. Talk about all these things. Sure that, well, how about we just talk about them in the order that I, you that know, you just read coincidences. Yep. Uh, cannibals. Cannibals. A cryptid. And listener ghost stories. Sounds like a plan. My God, look at that. You're such a we're good producer. So, we're, like, we're perfect. <laughs> we're perfect. We have no... We don't do anything wrong. We don't do anything wrong. I was trying to think real quick. I thought I had some, like, cool horror movie news. Do you recall do you? anything, Pompey? Oh, yes, oh, I what? do. Have Why? you seen the trailer for Ghost Stories? Yes, I just oh, did. Oh, my word. I'm excited. Ghost Stories has Martin Freeman and mm-hmm. a bunch of other British people. Yep. And <laughs> and that's our pitch. Go see Ghost Stories. It's in theaters now. And it now. looks like it's going to be crazy. It good. looks awesome. It's it like a guy amazing. who's trying to who like doesn't believe in the paranormal yeah. and once and he meets three people who claim to have legitimate paranormal experiences that they can't explain. Yep. And basically going and meeting with them and listening to their stories and then you get to see each of their experience experiences in like a vignette type right form and i think it's like three separate stories but it's all within one within movie. the same world yeah and, yeah that'll um, be very cool and i hear that it's like really incredible mm-hmm. and like the scares aren't like the cheap jump scares it's right. actual like really good tension really spooky really gross and it's like cool i'm in like, that's the good stuff we i couldn't get find it playing anywhere though i finally it's finally at the movie theater right down the street from me and it's there I found out about it last night, and it's it goes away on Sunday, Jeez, which is so when quick. I get back. I was going to say you're traveling. Is so. it only going to little indie theaters as far as you know? I haven't seen it in like an AMC or That's anything. That's what I thought, because so. I, I have MoviePass, and I was looking wah, wah, for it on wah. there, and I was like, hello? Yeah. So, I don't <laughs> hello? know. Which, Movie pass? Speaking hello? of jump scares, have you seen A Quiet Place? No. Because I'm... So mixed on it, and I would love our listeners to chime in in some way, shape, or form. Message us, email us, whatever. Because I I liked it a whole lot, but it was so jumpy. I felt like they relied on the jumps a little too much. But it was still a good monster movie. It was still very creative. I liked the whole idea of it. I thought John Krasinski was brilliant. I cried. I laughed. I felt it all. So I still enjoyed it overall. I still give it an A-. minus. I th- one person actually said we were at the Dodger game with uh, one of Joe's best friends and and he was saying you guys have to go see the quiet place blah 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 and he was like the biggest argument that I hear people saying is like oh if the if the monsters can hear that well then why couldn't they hear their heart beating <laughs> and John was like because there wouldn't be a movie yeah because <laughs> then it'd you be have to nothing. have some rules like right. you have to have some you have to be able to throw something like that out the window because if that was the case then there's no movie exactly the reason they're able to survive is because as a family is because they've all learned how to be silent they've learned sign language yeah. because they have a deaf daughter like right. that's how they're able to survive in they this like know. post-apocalyptic fucking world and it's like okay so they can hear the heartbeat movie over yeah, there's no exactly. movie there would be nothing because the monsters would murder everyone instantly yeah and the thing is yeah the monsters can hear well but they can't hear like that that well because there's lots of times where like a leaf will crunch or a twig will snap and the monsters don't come rushing for them. Like it's, yeah. it definitely has to be like, I feel like it has a to voice, be, like yeah, something above say, this level. It has level. to be like a human only sound. Cause well, it, no, it oh. can be other sounds you'll see in the movie, well, but it has to be oh. noisy. Yes. But like, uh, it could be like a, a toy. It right. Be but I'm something. saying like a leaf crunching, that could right. just be another monster. They'd be like, Oh, that leaf. That's fell. my, that's, that's Greg. my brother. <laughs> That's great. That's great. He's Greg. coming home. He's coming home. He exactly. just crunched that. But leaf. That's why I think like 
I don't know. They wouldn't hear those little no things. heartbeats, breathing. Yeah. Get over yourself. Exactly. Anyways, we not a get good argument. This episode. <laughs> All right, we'll start with coincidences. So, no one sent in the topic strange coincidences, but a lot of people sent in actual strange coincidences. So I just picked a handful of yeah. them that I knew about and uh, wanted to talk about them. So, the most famous one, I think is probably the Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy coincidence. Yes, we've mentioned this a couple times too. And I've heard this one a billion times, but I never actually took the time to look it up. And I did this week. And where I do think this is absolutely very strange, it turns out it's not all as crazy town as it seems. Okay. So I'm debunking a little bit of this. Well, but now I'm, also, I'm actually upset. Sorry about it. My whole life. It's still has crazy. Been no, but the thing this. is, is like it's still nuts. Even with a couple of these like debunked, it's still absolutely batshit to me. Okay. So okay. So I'll read uh, for anyone who doesn't know the Abe slash JFK similarities. Buckle up. Uh, hike up those pants. Let's get ready. Get that gas out, cause <laughs> it's crazy. So. Abe Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846, and JFK was elected to Congress in 1946. Mm-hmm. Abe Lincoln was elected president in 1860. JFK was elected president in 1960. The names Lincoln and Kennedy each contain seven letters. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights. Both wives lost their children while living in the White House. Both presidents were shot on a Friday. Both were shot in the head. Lincoln's secretary, Kennedy, warned him not to go to the theater, and Kennedy's secretary, Lincoln, warned him not to go to Dallas. That's the one that actually makes me want to jump off every cliff Well, that's I the see. one that's, like, not true okay. at all, so. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hello. This is Keep It Weird. Lauren's uh, upset. My life has ended. <laughs> Both were assassinated by Southerners. Both were seceded by Southerners. Both successors were named Johnson. Andrew Johnson, who seceded Lincoln, was born in 1808. Lyndon Johnson, who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. Both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are comprised of 15 letters. Booth, yeah, right? Booth ran from the theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. And Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Okay. That all seems just crazy. Yeah. So most people trying to debunk the crazy coincidences do so by saying, it's just math. They lived 100 years apart. It's not that crazy. But I think in this situation, you have to look at it as a whole. Like, it's not that any one of these things being the same is crazy. It's that all of these things being the same are what's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like it's not the singular. It's not like the right. one thing. Like totally. they were both elected in 1960 yeah, that's and, not or that 1960, insane. 1960 it's and they both got everything. killed. It's like, yeah, but the all encompassing. Okay. The years that they were elected, those are true. Their last names both contain, contain several letters. That's true. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights. Okay. I mean, you could say the same about a few presidents and that completely depended on the state of the country at the time of the presidency so like i don't really think that one's that's nothing crazy crazy both wives lost their children while living in the white house i don't know why this one's worded this way really i don't understand why it doesn't just say both presidents lost children while living in the white house just the wives because it's true but it's a little bit misleading like lincoln's kids were born before they moved in yeah and lincoln actually ended up losing two 
two children. Edward Lincoln died of tuberculosis in 1850 at age three, and their 11-year-old son, Willie, died of typhoid at the end of their first year in the White House. Um, JFK and his wife ended up getting pregnant during his term. They were like the youngest presidents that were able right. to like get pregnant during their term. Yeah. Um, and the child was born premature in 1963 and died two days later. The Lincolns had four children. Only one lived past their teens. And JFK and Jackie had three kids who survived into adulthood. So there's not a ton of similarities there yeah, when you look really at not. the whole picture. Um, and like the circumstances were completely different. Like yeah. one mother like. Actually legitimately lost, lost child. the child at right. birth and the other one you know yeah for other reasons my gosh um, also side note going to the lincoln museum in illinois in springfield which uh-huh. is like a wonderful thing that our state has yeah um is land that, of lincoln baby land of lincoln that section of the museum talking about lincoln's sons dying is so depressing it's so sad it, like it just goes on and on about how depressed lincoln was after yeah. that and how he like never came out of his office and he could always be found at the foot of his three-year-old son's bed just like weeping in the middle of the night i mean and that's, that's just horrible. like you're just walking through the exhibit like holy shit this is yeah. the saddest thing anyway i just thought the museum is so well done first of all but Man, that was so sad. Real to read sad. About. Yeah, poor guy. And I kind of forgot about it. And I remembered that specific part of the museum as I was reading this. I was like, oh my God, that's right. It's so sad. <laughs> I hate it. That poor guy. Both presidents were shot on a Friday. That's weird. Yeah. So that is true. That one's weird. Uh, true. Yes. True and, and weird. weird. Yes. Weird and true. True, weird, crazy. Both were shot in the head, which I don't think is super weird because if you're going for an assassination, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure where else shot. you would aim. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess the chest, but they were both shot from behind, and mm-hmm. like, it's easier to shoot. I mean, I don't know anything about shooting, but I would say that if you were behind them, you would aim for the head and not right. the that's back. the easy spot. Yeah, Lincoln's secretary. Sorry. I'm really sorry I've about this. I've just been dreading this moment. Lincoln's secretary, Kennedy, warned him not to go to Ford's Theater, and Kennedy's secretary, Lincoln, warned him not to go to Dallas. Uh, this is apparently just, like, incorrect. John Kennedy <laughs> did have a secretary named Evelyn Lincoln, who may or may not have warned him about going to Dallas, but that's not something that can really be confirmed. We would never know. Yeah, but there's no record of Lincoln having a secretary named Kennedy. God damn it. I know. I'm so sorry. That's all I've held on to. His White House secretaries were John Nicolay and John Hay. <laughs> hey, Nicolay. Hey, hey Nicolay. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're the worst. Oh, Lincoln. Hey, Nicolay. <laughs> Get in here. Yeah. You slats. Doesn't mean that he didn't have a secretary or someone right. in his office named Kennedy, but there's no records of it. Can I, I just ha- pretend that it's true? You can true? pretend, yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, That's all I, I need. <laughs> I don't even care about the warning to not go. I just need them to both have those right. secretaries. Well, because the thing is, is like there's no records of him having a secretary like that. And I highly doubt any person that came up with this list was still alive when JFK got shot to discover that crazy That's, coincidence because yeah. that was 100 years later. So right. let's go back to Springfield, go through the museum, yeah, scouring just for, scour anyone, named for anyone named Kennedy. Also, not to mention the fact that either president was warned about going out into public. Uh, going out into public was dangerous. That's not a crazy coincidence either when you consider the dangers of being president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Presidents are constantly given threats of assassination and uh, rarely make public appearances without somebody warning them of the potential danger of being there. Yeah. Lincoln was warned not to go to Ford's Theater the night he was killed, but he was also warned not to visit Richmond a week earlier, and he was also warned not to attend his own inauguration in Jeez. 1861. So, like, you the win. chances of them both being warned not to go is like, well, they were like, warned yeah, not to duh. do uh, everything in their yeah. life. You run that risk. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Um, like jo- they were both born in the South, but they weren't really Southerners. Like John Wilkes Booth was a Southern sympathizer, but he was born in Maryland. Oh no, so he wasn't even born in the South. He was born in Maryland, and Oswald was born in New Orleans, but he grew up between Louisiana, Texas, and New York City. Okay. Um, also, we don't even know if Lee Harvey Oswald was a person who assassinated I JFK. Know. If you want to go know. down that Let's rabbit go hole, down the <laughs> if conspiracy you go down theories, that, we don't even know if he's the right guy. Right. Both were seceded by Southerners. Fine, whatever. Both successors were named Johnson. That's a little bit weirder, but it's not like they were both named like Wiener Schnitzel. Like right. Johnson's a pretty Johnson is so common. common it's still name. a little it's like, still oh, crazy wow. when yeah. you mix it with everything else. Yes. Like that's why like these things singularly are not that yeah, crazy. Don't look at one thing. Their successors were born exactly 100 years apart. Andrew Johnson in 1808 and Lyndon Johnson in 1908. See, and when you so put that's that another with the one, other 100 year yeah. difference, then it's like, hey, cool. Hey, that's fucking weird. Both assassins had three names. John Wilkes Booth actually did go by his full name most of the time, or J. Wilkes Booth. He was an actor, so his name was already known at the time. Lee Harvey Oswald, however... Actually went simply as Lee or Lee Oswald. The Harvey was only really added after the assassination, mostly because of his habit of using false names and his possession of forged ID cards. So Mm. it's so So weird, but like kind of. Well, we discussed on George's episode how most murderers just do that triple name thing. Yeah, well, and I don't know if it's that they, and I would want to look into that now because I don't know if they all go by triple names or if it just has a ring to it so the media uses their full name. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't think John Wayne Gacy went by John Wayne Gacy. I think he went by John Gacy. Totally. So, That's very valid. I think it's more for the headlines, for sure. Yeah, it just sounds, I don't know, it has like a ring to it. It makes him sound like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Dark, murderous man. Dark murderous clown man pedophile. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Dark murderous clown man pedophile. (laughs) It's a good title. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839 and Lee Harvey Oswald in 1939. That's not true. Oh, man. Nope. They were. Lies on lies um, on lies. Booth was born in 1838, not 1839. Boo. Both names have 15 letters. Fine. That's true. Sure. Booth ran. Okay, so this one, Booth ran from the theater and was caught in a warehouse, and Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. Come on, come on, come on. Very strange coincidence, but Booth was in a theater with, like, live stage shows, but again, you have to look at, like, the time. It's not like he was watching Transformers 3. Right. Like, Abe Lincoln wasn't like, let's go see that new Star Wars movie. You were seeing a play. And was caught several days later in a tobacco shed. Oswald shot Kennedy from a textbook warehouse, supposedly, if we're going with that. If it's him. And was caught a little over an hour later in a movie theater. So technically, okay, but like, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm still going to hold on to that one a little. (laughs) Hold on to it. Grasp grasp those straws. (laughs) And then finally, Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Um, 
That kind of depends on your definition of assassinate because assassinate means to murder by surprise attack for political or religious reasons. So Lee Harvey Oswald, yes, was assassinated. And uh, he was gunned down by a man named Jack Ruby. He was a 50-something-year-old nightclub owner who said he acted out of grief, but it turns out he had some pretty strong connections to the underground crime world and also said some really fucked up shit before JFK even got assassinated, leading people to believe that he was involved from the get-go, like from the beginning, which is really fascinating. Um, But Booth wasn't really assassinated. He was killed, but not assassinated. Like. He basically him and one of his co-conspirators were caught in the tobacco shed several days later. They were told to surrender. His buddy did, but he refused to drop his weapons. So they set the shed on fire and to like get him out and he like wouldn't come out. So then he was shot through a window, but it was because they didn't want to they didn't want him to burn it, burn to death. Because that's a horrible right. way to die. So yeah. they shot him like through, like shot him in the head through the window. Yeah, put him out of his misery. Um, but that's not really an assassination. Like that's right. he was murdered, but he wasn't assassinated. Yeah, like you assassinated can't really do like, that yeah. comparison. Then no, that's not fair. Because assassinated is like a surprise attack, yeah. and like a murder is like you know they told him put down surrender, put down your weapon, and he yeah. would. So anyways, I still think that all of these similarities are super fucking bonkers, despite the fact that a lot of them seem silly or is not as cut and dry as they initially seem. But it's mm-hmm. still super fascinating when you throw them all in together. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it crazy. They have a lot of parallels, enough that it's still interesting. Yeah. There's some interesting fellows. I just think, and they're known as like two of our greatest presidents. Yeah. They have great legacies mm-hmm. they left behind. Again, walking through that Lincoln Museum, you guys, I just left like, man, Abe's the best. Abe's the best. Wanted to give him a big He's on all of our licenses. He's on all of our license plates. Land of Lincoln. That's what we hold on to as a state back in (laughs) Illinois. It's all we got. It's all we have. Even my super teensy small town of Metamora, Illinois, where I went to high school and grew up in my formative years, has a courthouse that Abe Lincoln came through like he actually went to the courthouse he came through metamora it was even in the movie lincoln with daniel day really? lewis they mentioned the metamora courthouse oh my god so my tiny little town that has three stoplights total and one town square has a little claim to fame in the world nice so it's you know who exciting. else is from illinois who candy man oh lord cabrini green that's good <laughs> <laughs> glad that's we good. have both of those guys obama here. right he's from yes, chicago he see Which we got some good one yeah too. we got some good ones melissa mccarthy yeah she even no she didn't go macho to man randy savage um what's her toes actually went to isu jane lynch jane lynch did melissa yeah. mccarthy went to siuc where i, I went. know so did love macho man randy savage <laughs> thank god which is hilarious i love that so much so I, have, I actually have a couple more. So another huge, this one was sent in. Someone asked me to talk about the Titanic. Okay. Rachel White, actually. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rach. Rachel contributes to like every single episode. She's such a good fan and listener. I know. Almost I every single episode, she time. will message me and be like, I have notes. And I'm like, great. Not Tell like notes, everything. like, hey, do this differently. Hey, but she's suck. like, this was crazy. Also, did you know this? Yeah. Also, maybe you should talk about this sometime. Yeah, she's More wonderful. More fun facts. We love that. Thank you, guys. So she she said that, you know, we should talk about the Titanic. So I started reading up on the Titanic. Boy, oh, boy. Also, perfect timing. Adele just threw a Titanic-themed birthday party, and it was I the cutest. I saw that. 
And I got pissed immediately because it was so cool. And then all these haters were like, cool to have a birthday party themed around the sinking of a ship where thousands died. And I was like, it's like okay. First of all, it's, I'm, it's based on the movie. I know. I was like, it's the movie. She's dressed like Kate Winslet, a not real person, as far as we know. Like, it was based on the fucking movie. Well, I the just movie was a him. documentary, I believe. What? <laughs> You said that with the straightest face I've ever seen. I, I thought you were about to be like, Lauren, didn't you know? Lauren, didn't you know? That, that Rose was a documentary. and Jack were yeah. real? I was so scared in that moment that I was going to have to like break your heart and tell you it wasn't real. <laughs> no, sweetie. That didn't happen. <laughs> there could have been a Rose and Jack on that sure, ship. Sure, yeah. There could know? have been a love story on that ship. We don't know. But anyway, it was but very well died. done. And now I want to have a Titanic birthday party. So... I'm not going to talk about all the crazy shit that I found about the Titanic because I think that we could have like an entire episode about the Titanic. Woo! It's nuts. I can't wait. But there are some crazy coincidences having to do with authors and creators writing about tragedies before they even happen. And a big one that a lot of people know about is the Titanic. So do you know about this? No. It's crazy. I'm In so excited. 1898. Morgan Robertson wrote a novella called Futility. Futility was about the largest ship of its day called the Titan. And as we all know, the Titanic was the biggest ship of its time and labeled as unsinkable. In fact, the Titanic was only 25 meters longer than the fictional Titan. That's how close in size they were, this fictional boat. This is weird. And they were both capable of going over 20 knots. Keep in mind, a ship that large was kind of unheard of at the time. Uh, The novella was written, not to mention a ship that size going that fast. Yeah. Both ships were British-owned steel vessels. Both the Titan and the Titanic were described as unsinkable and equal to that of a first-class hotel and hit an iceberg and went under... In mid-April, around midnight, even the time is the exact same. And this was 14 years before. 14 years before it happened, this novella came out. It gets even creepier. Um, The Titan crashes into an iceberg 400 miles from Newfoundland at 25 knots. Okay. The Titanic crashed into an iceberg 400 miles from Newfoundland at 22.5 knots. I can't. No. What the fuck? No way. That's insane. I can't believe I've never heard about this, first of all, but <laughs> that is way too close. I know. This guy's a psychic. Not only that, but both the Titan and the Titanic had too few lifeboats on board. Mm. They both had the absolute bare minimum for a ship that size, despite carrying thousands of passengers. Because they were unsinkable, so why yeah, thought, why we do we need, need lifeboats? So the Titanic, I think, had enough lifeboats to potentially carry a thousand people, but there mm. were twenty five hundred people on board. Yeah. So, um, but the weird thing about that, the lifeboats thing, is that the lifeboats in futility, um, there was no reason to mention them. The boat sank immediately in the book, so why even mention that there were too few lifeboats? Right. Like it's not a plot point. It turns out, like in Titanic, it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the movie, but huge, like in the Titanic, yeah. like people actually did survive but futility like sinks right away so it's just like weird that like that was also mentioned and that's also a similarity when it has nothing to do with the book exactly that's very bizarre so that's crazy yeah but that's not the only time an author predicted a nautical accident in 1838 edgar Allan poe 
wrote his only complete like novel, like length novel length book. And it's called The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. What Pym. a title. Pym, Pym, Pym. Pym, Pym, Pym. In which he described a shipwreck in which only four people survived. Three of them resorted to cannibalism. Hey, you. Hey. And ate the fourth person, a boy named Richard Parker. 46 years later in 1884, four men were part of a shipwreck and three of them ate the fourth, a cabin boy named Richard Parker. No. Yes. Way. way. You're lying. No, I swear. Shut up. Because Wait, they actually, when was the book written? The book was written, uh, well, it was published in 1838. And then when did the real thing 1884. happen? 1884. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ashley. That's kind of where the end, though, with that in the novel. Okay, that's yeah, enough. That's plenty. That is In it. the novel, Richard His Parker. Name was not Richard Parker. It was Richard Parker. I can't breathe. It's so crazy. I'm having an attack. I don't the know. The exact what same thing happened. But in the book. Wow. Richard Parker proposes to draw straws and is killed as a consequence by drawing the shortest straw and then eaten. The real Richard Parker was also, uh, or he was sick. That That's all that was said. He was sick, possibly in a coma. I think okay. he fell into a coma and then he was eaten for survival. Ooh. So it wasn't like they drew straws and they killed him. They were like, hey, we're going to murder you. Right yeah, now. like he was like, already okay. basically the dead. And down. so they had to to survive. Man, that's so depressing and gross. Yeah. the Richard Parker is also the name of the tiger in Life of Pi. What? Yes. <laughs> I I don't even have words anymore. But I think that, so the tiger, if you haven't seen or read Life of Pi, it's really wonderful. The tiger, um, which is either a real wild tiger or a figment of Pi's imagination. Depending, you decide. Depending on the reader's interpretation yes. or the viewer's interpretation, um, as Pi wastes away on a boat surviving 227 days after a shipwreck. Mm -hmm. So the similarities, yeah, again, are really too. crazy. So Wait, even the tiger's though, name is really Richard Parker. Richard Parker. Mm -hmm. Was that based off? I of? think it was a nod to the Richard Parkers who came before. Okay, but it's still weird, weird, no, weird, it weird. Is. <laughs> it's just all of this. Yeah, I think that nonsense. was a little like wink, wink, wink to like wink, the nod, Richard nod. crazy Richard Parker shit that already happened. Yeah. And then Sweet I just have Jesus. a few quick coincidences that are really interesting. And then I want to talk about like what do these mean, if anything, or is it just right. fucking weird? So, in July of 1975, Erxine. That might not be a name, but Erxine Lawrence Eben was killed by a taxi while riding his moped on a Bermuda street. In July 1974, which is one year earlier, his brother Neville was killed on the same street by the same taxi driver carrying the same passenger while driving the same moped. I They were both 17 no. years old at the time of their birth. Death. Death. <laughs> Birth. Also their birth. They were born at 17, died at 17. So, in 1974, Neville was on a moped on Neville this street. Neville Longbottom? Neville Longbottom was on a moped on the street, hit by a taxi, and killed. Kay. And exactly one year later, not exactly, but like the same month, one year later, his brother, who his younger brother, was killed on the exact same street by the same taxi driver on the same moped that his brother died on. I, first of all, did someone tell us this before 
or am I just having no, deja vu? We did talk about a set of twins that got okay. killed the same day in our twins episode. There was uh, yes. two men. They yeah, were but it twin was just brothers. later that day, wasn't it? It was later yeah. that day. Okay, I was it like, was this like sounds they familiar. both got hit by a car crossing the street on the right. same day, and they okay. both died. I was like, this sounds familiar, but this story is even. Weird. Well, I thought, no way, this is bullshit. So um, I did some internet research and, and because other people had done internet research because people were like, there's no fucking way. It's too crazy. So they um, searched the, the internet and county records and it turns out this one's actually completely true. Um, a Whoa. local article about the bizarre tragedy is quoted as saying, both were reported to have collided with the taxi driven by Willard Manders. And according to their father, John Henry Eben of Woodlawn Road, even the passenger in the taxi was the same at both times. Now, that is insane. It's crazy. The taxi driver. It being the driver the same, was taxi the same. driver is already crazy, but to add the, the passenger is where the same. my whole body just shuts down and doesn't know how to respond. And the thing is, is that like this was a town, I think it said like 66,000 people. So it's mm-hmm. not like Los Angeles, yeah, but it's, it's still, huge, that's still, but still pretty size nuts. <laughs> that's a decent size. Oh, and also another thing was that like the road that they were killed on, it's a pretty big road. Okay. So it's not like... It shouldn't be that easy for someone to get hit. Uh, well, it's a like um, why. Yeah, what's this there's taxi a lot. I think doing? I think it said there was a lot of like winding curves and stuff. But okay. like I'm saying, like they didn't get killed at the exact same spot on the same road. Okay, it's a really long road. So oh, it's two really different long. spots. I was imagining like a huge wide. Freeway, oh no, no, no but... like really long. So like one got killed in a completely different spot than okay. the other, but it was the same so? road, same taxi yeah, driver. Still same. It's still crazy. And w- does this taxi driver know how to drive? Were they right? drinking? Was he on drugs? Does he, also, if it's the same passenger, is this driver? passenger distracting him? <laughs> like, shut up. I don't know. What if it's just a noisy passenger? Yeah. It's just like gib-gabbing away. And he's like, I have to drive my cab. I he's killed like, a man once. Looking in the rearview mirror, trying to talk to Gabby Gaberson, and then he hits these people. Gabby Gooberson. Gabby Gooberson. <laughs> okay, I have one more. In November of 1836, Mark Twain was born. At that time, Halley's Comet was in the sky. The next time it appeared was in April of 2010. 2010? Is that when Mark Twain died? No. There's absolutely <laughs> no way. He died it forever ago. 2010. Your notes are incorrect. Okay, my notes are incorrect on this one. So basically... <laughs> I think I was distracted. I was at work when I was writing this. So in November of 1836, Mark Twain was born. At that time, Haley's Comet was in the sky. The next time it appeared was in April of question mark on the day that Mark Twain died. Did he die when he was 200? Did he die at 200? I actually don't even know what the year was because I obviously wrote 2010. Okay, he died some year. Haley's Comet was in the sky when he was born and when he died. Like the next oh, wow. time it was in the sky was when he died. And it's a really strange coincidence. But what makes it even stranger is that Mark Twain actually predicted it. He was quoted as saying, I came in with Haley's Comet. It's coming again. And I expect to go out with it. The Almighty has said, no doubt. Now here are these two unaccountable freaks. They came in together. They must go out together. Huh. So that's kind of strange. That's nutty. Do you think he I was like an alien? It. Kind of. Hold on, I'm going to find out when Mark Twain died. Yeah, we need the real year. Because Haley's Comet yeah, comes like year. every 70 or 75 years. So maybe he was like 70 something when he died. It's a rarity for sure. 
1910. So see, I wasn't too far off. I oh was my gosh, only 2010. A, I was only 100 years off. You were right there. <laughs> you had the 10. Look right. at that guy. That guy definitely came from space. Yeah, for sure. Look he looks stash. like a spaceman. So anyways, coincidence. Is there anything like paranormal or supernatural about any of this? Or is it just fucking just crazy coincidence? With Mark Twain, I think he's absolutely an alien because 100 percent. There's no so, other explanation. Yeah. If anyone tries to fight me on this, like I just need to let you know that you're wrong and I'm right. And he is absolutely an alien being because the fact that he was so confident in saying I came in with Haley's Comet. I'm going out I'm with going it. Out. We are these two rare, wonderful beings, and we're going out together. He knew something. He, he was just getting on the ship. He got to get happened. on the ship and yeah. head on out again. He he knows of this galaxy and this universe, you know? For sure. Alien. What about the taxi thing? The taxi thing. I have. Do you think that's I'm, a curse on the family? Sort of. Do you think they met a witch in the woods and she cursed them? Possibly. I don't know. Do you think they denied a witch alone at a bank? Totally. Like drag me to hell style? Yeah. Yeah. There's no. Ex- she came after. There's them. no other explanation. For what that if she either? was even just like Snow White style? Like want an apple? Would you like an <laughs> apple? And they were like, I do want an apple. And then it Bing was bang just boom, a curse. both your kids are dead. <laughs> Um, yep, no other explanation for that one. So we've got alien for Twain and we've got uh witch, witch curse for witch the curse. taxis. So then what about the boats? Yeah, the authors and the boats. That I mean, again, I have nothing to say. I feel like I'm speechless on all of these, but it seems like they were just did the authors have some power to just will things to happen? Like I don't know. Did they Isn't there a name for that? Um, superhero (laughs) yeah superhero superman superman often writes novellas about things happening and then those things happen i'm tired it's kind of like death note where you write someone's name in like the journal or whatever and then they die and then what happens in death note yeah, I'm That's just, what I feel like there's a name for those people and I'm just totally blanking on what it is. But they write according something and the, they put it into the, the world. Both of the authors, according to the guy that wrote Futility and um, Edgar Allan Poe, both of them were like, dude, this is a total freak accident. Like, I didn't mean to. Okay. They <laughs> so seemed really chill yeah, about they it. Were, they weren't like, yes, I do have the power. They were both <laughs> like, dude, that is weird. They're hiding their power. Or they are but, hiding their power. Or no, if they were so on, relaxed about what it. What years then, were they? Futility was written in 1898, and Edgar Allan Poe wrote the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket in 1838. Both so that's eight. 60 years apart. So what if Edgar Allan Poe was actually Morgan Robertson? Now we're on to something, See? Ashley. We just had to get there. We just had to get there. So... Those authors are the same person, and their superpower, like much like Superman, is that they have a Death Note notebook, but it only works on ships. And then only works on the ocean blue. <laughs> the taxi was a curse witch, a witch curse, and then Twain was alien, An alien who wrote in on Haley's comet and who wrote, wrote in, out and on wrote it out well. on it. Great. Well, oh, mystery just, solved. You're I'm welcome. So glad we solved that. I mean, we can go ahead and pack up we can pack up actually we don't need to talk about anything else that was a great (laughs) app
great episode. Thanks for joining us for Keep It Weird. No, I want to hear about some cannibals. But no, those coincidences are. And of course, like if you go crazy if town, you Google USA. like craziest coincidences. I mean, you'll get lists and lists and yeah, lists there's like so this many. where it's just like. And I did read some real bummer articles that were talking about like coincidences and how they aren't that special, but I'm not going to share that information because I believe in magic. So you could talk about cannibals. Now. I hate when people ruin the magic, you know, <laughs> I want to hold it's on like, to well, that. probability if you, oh, it's just simple math. If you just look at it, you know, mathematical, it's like, I don't shut no, up. Nerd. I failed math. You, you nerd. Shut you fucking up, geek. Nerd. We don't need the geek squad <laughs> ruining our magic. I don't need to go to Best Buy to learn about this shit. <laughs> Let me hold on to the mystical beings. Okay, so at this part in the podcast, I do want to say a little warning, warning, warning. Warning. We're about to talk about cannibals and they are disgusting beings. I'm not going to dive into anything too graphic. I mean, to tell some of these stories, I have to say some gross things, but... I'm going to try not to do too much of a deep dive because I don't want to super offend people. But just if you think you are very squeamish and will not enjoy this, maybe do a little fast forwarding or something. But yeah, when we're, we're done, we'll we'll sing a little song. So fast forward to you till you hear the song. Hear the singing. We're totally going to forget to sing a song, by we the way. Will. And then we're going to ruin someone's day because they're going to fast forward Sweet. to like and the blood and waterfall. The blood waterfall. Go on. I'm never going to say that, but I just did. OK. Cannibals are humans that unfortunately eat other humans because they're the worst. They are monsters. Well, um, and cannibals can also mean like if a dog eats another dog, that's yes, cannibalistic. Yes, anything that eats its own species its own. pretty much. Mm. Yes. But we're talking about humans today, which it's crazy to even wrap your head around that a human could eat another human, yeah. which is why, honestly, cannibals gross me out a lot too. I mean, I get squeamish hearing some of the stories, but a couple of people voted for us to talk about cannibals. So it was like, okay, this isn't an untouchable topic. Let's go for it. And also, Ashley and I both just recently listened to another podcast episode on cannibals and both wanted to kill ourselves after but i wanted to rip my ears off it was horrible but it also lit this fire in me of like i do kind of want to know some other stories and some more and then when someone suggested it it seemed perfect so okay Throughout history, sadly, humans have been dining on other humans for a long time. This isn't anything new. Um, sometimes it was as a part of war where a person would kill someone on the other side and eat their flesh thinking they would gain their enemy's strength mm -hmm. and they could terrify their opponents. Um, so it goes back to times of war like way long ago and then even in like semi more recent times, 1800s, whatever, people have been doing this. Then there are those lone individuals who find eating people just absolutely satisfying. It's sexual. It feels right to them. It feels natural. They do it because they actually enjoy it. Well, and there's people who are cannibals for survival, like poor Richard Parker. Totally. Yeah, the that's Donner one party. that I didn't even include. Yeah. It can be for survival to the extreme to the when extreme. you're just like, we have no other choice. Um, but the people who actually enjoy it Ugh, is what we're going to talk about today. Um, these people are usually psychotic. There was, we briefly mentioned this guy on our vampire episode, Richard Chase. He can sort of be considered a cannibal because he liked to drink people's blood, but it was just the blood. He wasn't really eating the flesh, but he sort of had those same tendencies of like he, 
he felt like he needed to gain some sort of power and he was also schizophrenic and thought his blood was turning to powder and he had to drink human blood to well. replenish it. So, you know, he had a lot of itch- issues. He was paranoid schizophrenic, but some cannibals are not psychotic. Studies have been done on cannibals once they've been caught and in prison and psychologists come in and look at them. Sometimes they're not psychotic. They know exactly what they're doing. They just seek the pleasure of eating another human, which Ugh. that is what drives me up a wall. So the pattern is pretty clear with some of these cannibals that enjoy it. The killer will lure an unsuspecting victim to their home, subdue them either with drugs or just shooting them right in the head or stabbing them to death. And then their fantasy gets to play out. They usually like to cut up the body, which is sexually exciting. Um, Sometimes it even brings them to orgasm. And they enjoy removing things from the body, like bone by bone. It can take hours and hours because it feels so good. They will just be locked in their basement or whatever their creepy dungeon is. And they take their sweet time just pulling them limb from limb. Um, And most serial killers, which is crazy, do not eat their victims. It's not a common thing. So the cannibal is its total own class it's just well i feel like this they thing that we don't quite understand to eat the people yeah it's not it's not even it's about not the like, murder it's yeah, like it's the about eating the, the cons- consuming the, the consumption. consuming yeah and seeing the insides they enjoy seeing the insides of people which but yeah, i, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, truly yeah. just don't understand is it illegal yeah. to eat another human mm-hmm. yeah is it, it is. considered yeah it's considered murder even if well the i mean other like what if you consents. don't murder them Oh, if you eat an already an already dead person. Yeah, or no, no, like if a person volunteers like their body to be eaten. It is because that has happened and the people have still gotten arrested really? and put into prison. Okay. Yeah, which Go I'll on. talk about in a oh, second. Oh, great. Cuz that popped in my head. I was like, is it legal to eat someone? Go on. Yeah. You I mean, it is a weird thing if the other person was volunteering for it, which has happened. But most cannibals are extreme loners. They don't have friends. They are bitter people why? and they But why? <laughs> they seem so normal. So consuming their victim ensures that they are never alone. They have someone with them. When they eat their victim, they feel like now that oh, person God. is a part of them and they always have someone with them. Oh, Isn't that's that such nuts? an interesting psychology. Isn't it? Like they eat uh, someone because they want someone to be with them. They'll always them. be a part of them. Yeah. That's a thing. Like Simba's dad. Oh, like Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> Remember, Remember who you are. are. Anyway, yeah, anyway. it's actually, it's very... Just I mean, like it's Simba's dad. Just Go like, on. <laughs> guys, Disney movies and cannibals. It's just, it's all the same. Um, It's very twisted, but so sad that they think that That is way, really sad. That that's the way their brain works. Well, I don't have anyone who loves me, so I'm going to consume someone. Um, So it, it's, yeah, this is another part of it. It's intoxicating. It is what drives them. It's nuts. So for the most part, victims... They don't necessarily do anything wrong. It was just the predator's time to feed. If they see someone who is vulnerable or who is giving them attention, they will attack them. Or in some cases, they will find someone who is willing. Yeah, we Which is another situation that I can't understand. So in 2001, a man put out... Um, an ad on a website like Craigslist, but it wasn't Craigslist because he was worried he was going to be flagged. I think it was a little bit of more of a deep web place. But this man, Armin, Armin Muse, probably saying it wrong, Armin Muse, 
put out an ad that said, I would like a well-built 18 to 30-year-old man to be slaughtered and then consumed. A few people responded to the ad, what, why? And they would chat for a bit, but then people would eventually drop off and say, say this is like, too much. Like It was just their curiosity. fantasy. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of fantasy and curiosity. People would engage with him for a bit. Yeah. And then they'd drop off. But then one man... Again, I'm not going to know this name there in Germany. Bernd Jürgen Brandes. Bernd Jürgen Brandes. Jürgen. I know it sounds fake. <laughs> like the Durbin Swedish Durbin. chef. <laughs> Bernd Jürgen Brandes finally agreed and said, I am willing to be killed and eaten by you. Cool. So he came over to Mew's house. They went down to the basement and Mew's cut off Bernd's penis. He cooked it, seasoned it, and attempted to even split it with the man on the table. And the guy was like, no, thanks. No. I I don't want to eat my penis. I only like other penises. Yes, I don't want my own. I don't like my own taste. So he tried to share it with him. And then Muse tried to eat the penis, but said it was too burnt and fed it to his dog instead. So waste. Well, that's just, you know. Buy a cookbook before you I know. Do this. Figure out how to do it. However, You're wasting he did, good penis. <laughs> however, he did drug up and pour alcohol down burned Jurgen's throat until he was sedated and he finished butchering him and cutting him up, freezing the rest of his body parts to consume later. He filmed the entire ordeal no. and posted it online again in some what? deep web place until it finally got brought to the police's attention. He was arrested and is currently serving life in prison in Germany. So Oy vey. yeah, so that guy did agree to do it. Unfortunately, I just I don't as much as I'm judging the cannibals. I'm judging that man who agreed to do it. Why? Why would you ever agree to that? I that's some like in, insanely sadomasochistic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's different if you're like I want to get whipped or like I want to be I have a rape fantasy totally. or like or even if it's just a fantasy like yeah pretend like you're gonna murder me and eat me right. but like to actually like to get there and be like it. yeah chop it off yeah. it's like what he laid down on the table and was like okay I'm ready like I I truly can't wrap my head around that <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, so that was an incident of a victim actually being willing to go through with it. And the man was arrested and serving life in prison, to answer but your question. would he have been arrested and served life in prison if he didn't end up killing him? If, like, he just cut off his penis and ate it and then was That's like, a good go question. home. And, the guy, and, like, the police got involved because the... I mean, I guess if you put it on the internet, you could get in trouble because that's some sort of that has to be illegal. But like, yeah, I'm sure that if it was just like this guy ate my penis, but it's fine. I gave him permission to like what it's very interesting. And I'm not sure about because you're arrested for ew. Yeah, you're arrested as (laughs) the words of Jimmy Fallon. You're arrested. Um, that is a very good question. I'm not sure. I would still think, and I mean, maybe I don't this know doesn't make sense, but I would still imagine he'd get in trouble even if the other guy was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. I would just think like, is there some law that says, well, you still can't just you chop can't off eat, wieners. Eat person, eat persons. You can't eat persons. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. And maybe again, listeners, if you have the answers to any of our questions, please, maybe, you know, can you eat human flesh? Can you if eat all human parties fesh? Agree? F- fesh? Because apparently, I mean, it's legal apparently to drink human blood. Right. People do it all the time. Because people do it. It's out there. Mm. Continue. Questions, questions. Questions, questions. This episode's giving no answers and just has so many questions. I know. It's really true. 
Um, overall, cannibals are very proud of their actions. However, they are adamant about the fact that they are just cannibals and nothing else. So you brought up, you know, rape fantasies. One offender who was a cannibal was interviewed and was insulted that he had been accused of rape along with his eating of another human. He adamantly declared that he would never rape anyone. He said, I may kill and eat, but I would never rape a human being. That's just taking You it have to make sure far. people know that. Yeah. He thought it was so disgusting and wow. was like, don't ever associate me with that. Another offender said that he asked his victim how he liked his meals prepared. And the interviewer said, why was this a whole part of the ritual? And Cannibal said, I would, would not want to insult him by cooking him the wrong way. That was how he justified what he did, saying it didn't come easy. It took a lot for me to kill him. And I wanted to make sure he was cooked and seasoned exactly how he wanted. So I'm just giving you guys a look into Boy. the minds of these people that they, again, they're not even being called psychopaths. Some of them are, but these people seem very normal in every other aspect, except that they say, "Yes, I cook and eat human flesh." Yeah, that is I mean, part something of my life. is obviously broken, very wrong. Yeah, because, there's something off. Yeah, you don't. But I wonder if it's the same. Okay, so Joe and I were actually talking about this last night. You know, when you see something so cute that you're like, "Oh, what a, f- uh, I want to squeeze it. Yeah, I want to bite my out. niece's no, cheeks yes, off." Yes, exactly. You're like baby arm fat baby arms yeah. and you're like I want to bite them I want yeah, to bite the arms I don't know if that's part Maybe of it like that never goes so away far. right you know what I mean like that's a same, like it'd be like me and you sitting on the couch and be like I want to bite your fucking face eat your arm <laughs> right but yeah because he was talking to Penny last night he was like you're so cute he was yeah. like I want to you get like mad <laughs> yeah I'm gonna squeeze you till your eyes pop out yeah. and you're like wait why did I just Jesus, say that why did I do that yeah I wonder and if it's, it's that same feeling but but like, like multiplied yeah multiplied by a thousand That's and valid. also for everything that has flesh that is not a and bad I wonder theory. if they just like walk down the street like yum he looks good ooh she looks good or if it's something like serial killers where it's like they can go for a period of time before all of a sudden they have that urge to do it again right interesting that is so interesting I should meet one well no let's bring a cannibal on the show oh. except no except never. maybe not. So I wanted to briefly bring up one of the stories that Ashley and I heard, the one that made us both want to die, because it kind of goes with what we were just talking about, Uh where this man, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys, this man named Ronald William Brown of Largo, Florida, he was a 58 year old owner of a company called Puppets Plus, and he would do these Christian based puppet shows at a church in his hometown and he puppet was, shows puppet shows he was an educator of young children it was said that he was in like the cry room off to the side if kids were misbehaving in church they would be sent over to this guy to get like a nice little lesson where you'd get a moral at the end of the day and he would talk about you know don't lie don't do this he would even go as far as to talk about pornography which is interesting Very. because he would preach as to how terrible pornography was but it turned out he was part of a huge child pornography ring yeah all along he was a he was a pedophile. terrible person he was a pedophile and had been in a chat room sharing pictures of children who were alive and dead children with many, many other creepy adults all around the world. 
And he finally did get arrested and sent to prison. He was sent for 20 years for child pornography. But upon further investigation, it was found that this man was also part of chat rooms of cannibals who specialized in eating children. And he had never actually eaten a child yet, but he had talked about his plans. Fantasizing about the children. And he was even naming a specific boy who Mm -hmm. went to the church where he taught. Yeah. So he he had these plans to kill and eat one of the boys. Uh, that like because I did um, if you listen to the episode where we talk about the deep web mm-hmm. I talk a lot about the child pornography on the deep web yep. and how how pedophiles work they actually they have a child picked out yep. and they will will discuss their fantasies of either molesting raping in this case um, eating the child with other pedophiles they'll mm-hmm. talk back and forth and and they call them like how's your boy or like right. how's your little girl yep um because they've already picked them out and they share pictures with and it's the like people. everyone knows that's their target and yeah. their goal so then that becomes the discussion point, yeah which is just so Awful. horrifying oh my god i am i like i don't i can't i want I don't I want to have kids it takes away i don't want to have kids because have it's them in the this scariest world. thing to me to think it's about so that, to think about the, the, the there's people who walk down the street every day looking at kids that way. Mm-hmm. You know, makes me so sad. So, yeah, Brown was arrested and then it was found out that he wanted to strangle this little boy at his church to death and eat him. And in some of the chats, again, I don't want to go too deep because they are so disturbing. But in some of the chats found with the different people around the world, the common conversations would be that plump little butt or those cheeks Mm -hmm. that I just want to bite. You know, it was kind of what we were just talking about where they'd say, I can't wait to roast those cheeks and bite into them. You know, they liked yeah. things that were extra fleshy. It's all is, the same parts that like we like. Yeah, what we want to grab onto, but yeah. that we would never actually no. eat. But that's what they're discussing in these uh, chats. And they, yeah, they would talk about like the little wiggling legs that they wanted to bite into. And it's it's just horrifying. And there's a little video that I think we should either post for our patrons or maybe even like post a clip on our Instagram. There's a video of... um. Ronald talking about pornography with one of his puppets. I've and seen it. It's the yeah, fucking worst thing I've ever seen. straight out of a horror movie. The puppet is creepy. He's creepy. He has this like kind of high-pitched, awful voice. Like he, it, he almost doesn't even sound like a man. And it, he's talking about how porn is bad. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Well, he, no one knows your dark secrets. I wonder if there's been any... Because I couldn't, I, so the episode that we watched, Sword and Scale, we'll talk Sword about them scale. again, was it 27? Episode 20. 20 episode 20. I'll never forget. Yeah. Episode 20. He They even prefaced the episode saying it's their most disturbing of all time. So. Yeah. So if you want to know more about this, um, I, w- I would definitely say listen to episode 20 of Sword and Scale, but it is extraordinarily difficult to listen to. And uh, but after I listened to that episode, I went and I tried. I don't think I even finished it because I was so upset. Yeah, I had to turn it off. I um I tried to look up more about this guy, and there wasn't a lot about like his childhood. But I guarantee mm-hmm. he was he was molested or he, just because of um just because of him wanting to be around children that much that he started a whole company and his high pitched voice and his, and the fact that he's a pedophile. He didn't um, mature beyond a certain age. He didn't mature beyond a certain age. And usually the reason that that happens is either, you know, a horrific injury um, that leaves you mentally handicapped or 
um, you were sexually abused. Yeah, some trauma. Yeah. That's the thing is pedophiles are monsters. There's no way around it. But they're they're usually not a monster just to be a monster. No. There's something psychologically something wrong. It's like a trauma happened when they were like 12, That's, 13 yeah. in those formative years. Mm-hmm. And they weren't ever able to develop beyond that. And they just want to be around children. And that's they what they're feel sexually like a child attracted themselves. to yeah. because that's when they lost their innocence is when they lost right. their virginity. And that's the major problem with the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, priests in the Catholic Church, they were abused when they were eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And then they never matured past that sexually. That's what they're attracted to. It happened to them their whole life. And then they grow up and they begin abusing. Yep. And the cycle just keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to stop until, you know, they take responsibility and stop yep. the cycle. I know. It's horrible. Horrifying. But they, yeah, these people just, they don't seek help. They don't try mm-hmm. to get out of the cycle. And so that's when... Their monstrous ways set in. I know, but I mean, I just don't think they would ever even try to talk to anyone about it. They're just like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's sad and horrible. It is horrible. Before we completely wrap up cannibals, I did want to talk about two very famous ones you guys have probably heard of, but I thought we have to touch on them. They're important. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, first of all, I think we've all heard of him. Hey, Jeffrey. Um, Jeff- hey, hey, Jeff <laughs> Born in 1960, he grew up having a very unhealthy obsession with dead creatures, dissection, complete loner, complete oddball, um, just always kind of stayed by himself and said he really liked seeing the insides of things. Again, like we were talking about earlier, very unhealthy obsession with just wanting to see the insides, no matter what it was. So at age 18, Dahmer committed his first murder so young. He picked up an 18-year-old hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks, lured him back to his house with the promise of alcohol. But when Hicks said he wanted to leave, Dahmer bludgeoned him with a dumbbell. He went on to strangle him and then stripped him, masturbated over his corpse, and then tore him limb from limb, took off all of his flesh and dissolved the flesh in acid and then cracked up the bones with a sledgehammer. So... First go around was a success, smashing success. The reason I read every detail of that was because, does anyone remember that I just said his first murder? His first. Is it his first or his first that we know of? First that we know of. Because he could have, I'm sure his other ones could have been much more messy and like, I don't know what I'm doing. I hit you really hard. Yeah, I hit you really hard and I threw you in the lake and ran away screaming. This one he had a plan. But then he, so this was kind of his thing. He would put the flesh in acid, he would break up the bones, and then he would bundle up some of the organs and different body parts, put them in the freezer to consume later. And he murdered, over the next 13 years, he murdered at least 17 boys that we know of, but there could have been more. It was usually strangulation, drugging with a sedative, something sexual would usually occur after they were dead, and then saving the body parts for consumption. In 1991, Dahmer was murdering one person a week, and on July 22nd of that year, it all ended when a neighbor alerted the police saying a very strange odor was coming from the house, and... They believed like weird things were happening. I guess people were coming in and out. It just like bizarre things were happening. Well, the police so, had already had to go to his house when one of times. his little, you know, boy toys had escaped. Got away. 
and they brought him back. Yep. And they're like, hey, here's your buddy. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, he's we drunk. Talked about that and before. it was like, oh, okay, here you go. And it's like, oh, you don't you're not gonna question why this fourteen year old kid's drunk? Yep. With his adult man? Oh, okay. Yeah, That's just give fine. him back. Yeah. So they were already on to him, but the neighbor was like, There's this horrible smell like you guys have to go over there so when they came in to investigate they found countless polaroids of mutilated corpses body parts in the freezer and human souvenir skulls sitting all over the house as if they were his trophies so it had three bags i think in total they said there were three bags containing hearts and muscles a freezer of at least three heads a human torso um, and then another bag full of some other human organs that they didn't name. And then there was just like barrels of acid that he was throwing things into. Oh, there was also a bag of genitals. Yeah. Just, it was horrible. So that was that house well, of Well, that horrors. was interesting that you said that about cannibals being, um, wanting to eat them, to consume them so that they could always be a part of them. Because uh-huh. that was a big thing for Jeffrey Dahmer, his loneliness and he wanted someone to love him. Mm-hmm. One of his victims, actually the victim that I believe escaped um, and like survived, he had him watch, uh, he like brought him over and like had him watch a movie with him. Mm-hmm. It was The Exorcist 3. He yeah. loves The Exorcist 3, which I love because I Ew, love The Exorcist I hate 3. that you have that in common um, with <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he just like, it was like he, he loved these boys and he wanted them to love him and as soon as he realized like oh they were just there for the sex or they were just there for the free alcohol or free drugs that's when he killed and consumed them and he even like he would drill holes into their heads he was trying to basically lobotomize them yeah and he keep them to alive. The well, he too. wanted to keep them alive. He wanted to kind of like lobotomize them so that they were just kind of like a drooling living vegetable, vegetable yeah. um, that would you know need his care and and yeah, and be with him forever. But he would either you know go too far and kill them, or they would become like you know uh, violent or you know because once you once you do something like that once you do a lobotomy they're either like complete vegetable and they aren't going to move ever again or they're going to get like very it's going to be like having a mentally handicapped yeah violent and and aggressive and i don't even imagine i mean as sick as this is i don't even imagine Dahmer being like an aggressive violent man like i feel like these kills were always out of love because he just wanted someone to be with him Mm -hmm. and he lured these boys in hoping for companionship and like you said they always wanted to leave eventually Eventually. like a normal person would but he said nope you're gonna stay with me forever and i'm going to have your body parts with me forever and these skulls that i have as trophies like that was so exciting for him because he had them with him forever in his home and it's Again, so disgusting and horrible, but you feel for these people that their brain truly is just on another level that we don't understand. Yeah. So that's crazy. And yeah, he was a loner his whole life, like just a very lonely, strange boy is what everyone said around him. So, I mean, it's not a huge surprise. Um, The last guy that I'm going to talk about, this guy I truly think is just the worst. Don't say it. Albert Fish. Yeah. Oh, my God. I 
I can't. I just hate him. We'll just move on. Um, <laughs> Albert Fish. Google Fish, it. It's uh, the worst. Game over. <laughs> I'm not going to go again. I'm kind of summarizing all these. These are all things I know you can research yourselves. And grossly enough, there are so many cannibals you can do research on, guys. So just type in cannibals and you'll find them. Um, Albert Fish was an American serial killer, child rapist, and cannibal. Born in 1870 in Washington, Fish's obsession with sexual mutilation manifested itself after seeing the bisection of a penis at a wax work museum. Apparently, he Which saw Which is this. just reason number 45 to yep. do away with wax museums. Yes, Go on. Please. They're never a good idea. They're awful. So, again, just wanted to, you know, see some more. See the insides. Chop some genitals off. All the bad things. Fish traveled from state to state, luring, torturing, mutilating, and killing his victims with his implements of hell, which were a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a saw. Like, he... He didn't do anything with he care, was as we were talking about before. He was just pure evil. He just wanted to kill people, and he enjoyed the chase, and he enjoyed the torture. He was awful. So in 1928, he discovered that he didn't just like to torture and kill. He also wanted to do some eating. He had befriended the Bud family and had persuaded the family to let him take their 10-year-old daughter, Grace, to a birthday party. So sad. But instead of actually being a good person and taking her to the party as he promised, he strangled her, beheaded, and dismembered her. He then cooked her body parts in a stew with onions and carrots and devoured it whole. He vanished after that but returned several years later and wrote a letter to her family. Mm-hmm. That said, it said some stuff in the beginning, but I'm just going to read this quote. He, I do have to say he wrote this letter as if he was just like saying Hello. Hi, hello, how are, are you? you? It's been I a went while. on a picnic yesterday. Yeah. So blah, 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 blah. And then he says, I made up my mind to eat her. First, I stripped her naked, how she did kick and bite and scratch. Then I choked her to death, cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. He gave that to her parents. Yeah. What the Ooh. fuck? Sorry, guys. I shouldn't have even read that. It's horrible. He's a monster. He's a He's literal monster. Evil. He is someone that after, not that we're sympathizing with any of these people, but we've been trying to find no, a little but, bit of humanity you know, in them. Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't I do see the sim- humanity I, in Albert no, Fish No, there all. is none. But like, I, I do sympathize, though, with Jeffrey Dahmer. I yeah. think that he was a very sad, misguided I don't sympathize with him in the sense that I'm like, he shouldn't have gone to jail and got no, murdered No, of course in jail. not. But he no, should... I'm with no, you. No. Uh, like. I'm totally with you. But, but he, it is, you know. Yeah. Albert Fish was just pure evil. And I mean, this letter, as horrible as it was, thank God, at least got its way to the police. And it was plenty of evidence to finally convict this man. So in 1935, Fish was tried and convicted and sentenced to the death penalty. He was electrocuted in 1936 at Sing Sing Correctional Facility. And what I didn't say about Jeffrey Dahmer was after he was arrested and convicted, he was given the death penalty, but he was beaten to death by another inmate before he could even get killed by the state. So obviously, as soon as he got to prison, pedophiles, cannibals, people that do those horrific things. They don't do well. They get murdered almost instantly by someone else. So... Those two guys saw their death after their horrible crimes. And those are some famous cannibals. So thanks for suggesting that. Oh, we have to sing a song. 
I want to lick you to your head to your toes. And I want to move from the bed down to the down to the flow. And I want to, ah, ah, you make it so good. I don't want to leave, but I got to, no, 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 what what's your favorite to see? I am so that's back. disgusting that I sang that. It is because it strangely went with that theme. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> We're gross here. We're gross. Weird. Yeah, that's okay. We very... warned you, though. We, we did warn you. Giving you all the disclaimers, guys. Are you ready for a cryptid? You know. Ready for a cryptid. Ready for a cryptid. You guys wanted a cryptid, and I definitely found an interesting one for you. And you said that you studied him a little bit I because did when we, when we were did talking our, about Ireland. Yeah, when you were talking about Ireland. But then I didn't talk up. about well, him. Well, good. Um, so <laughs> this monster's Irish. I wish I could do an Irish dialect because I would totally. I, know. I was about say to try, I know, and I know I it'll be offensive and mate. incorrect. And then I was good like, no, no, nope. that's wrong. Um, I, potatoes. Oh, say it's my sir. <laughs> no, what is he saying? <laughs> Luck of the Irish. Oh, saints preserve us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the Kathleen Madigan joke when she goes to Ireland and she tries to order corn, and they're like, "Corn, <laughs> no." We don't have any kern. We don't have any kern. <laughs> I tried kern once. Didn't care for it. <laughs> they hate vegetables so in Ireland. It's like I all know. bread and potatoes. It's like bread, potatoes, and beer. Yeah. Don't you dare order anything else. Anyway, so this is an Irish monster, and he goes by the name of Dwar Koo. Dwar Koo. Dwar Koo. Uh, also known as Water Hound. Hound of the Deep, and even Irish Crocodile. Thought to be a cross between a giant otter and a hound, Dubarku. I don't know if it's Dubarku or Dowarku. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's spelled weird. So Dubarku is about seven feet long and about the size of a crocodile. Ew. Hello. The monster is known for its speed, aggression, and appetite for human flesh. This is a really popular topic this week. Gosh, human flesh is just <laughs> coming in hot. Living in lakes, living, living in lakes, living, living in, in lakes. lakes, rivers, and even the sea. This monster can travel in water or on land, which, no thank you. Mm-mm. There are usually two creatures sighted at a time, and it's said that if one is threatened, the other will attack. Possibly mates that travel in two. They're not sure. Mm. When one is killed or very close to being killed, it will give off an eerie high-pitched whistle to warn its mate. And the deadliest attacks have come after one of these creatures was reportedly killed or attacked by okay. someone. Dabar, Dawar, Dawar this guy, DC. I'm going to call him DC. Yeah, let's stick with DC that. DC is still known as a cryptid, a term which usually refers to a creature that is unrecognized by scientific consensus and is usually regarded as highly unlikely to exist. But in this case, in Northwest Ireland, there's actually a ton of evidence to suggest its existence. That it's real? Physical evidence. You know how like we in, in the United States and other places in the world, but especially in the United States, there is Bigfoot evidence. Right. There are like... Wooden structures in the woods that are like, who built this and why? Yeah, so much um, points there to are, that. There are, yeah, large footprints, right. sounds, etc. Um, same with the same with old DC in Ireland. There's, old there's DC. enormous dams 
almost like beaver dams that are built, ah. which would suggest that they were there. There's yes. footprints. There's there so many sightings and even attacks by these creatures. Um, and they can't be anything else that makes sense, right? Well, I mean, they, they're not really sure what it is. So there's a couple theories. Reports of sightings... Um, of the water hound date back as far as 18 or 1684 sorry date as far back as 1684 um, one was recorded in the 1896 edition of the journal of royal society of antiquaries of ireland which is not an irish dialect but it just sounded very like ooh. <laughs> miss walkington was a woman who wrote this article described the creature as being half wolf dog and half fish Half wolf dog, Which half sounds, fish. Sounds kind of like an otter or a seal. Technically, in the like cartoon like pictures of, like of it, seal. it looks yeah. like a giant otter, and I want to ride it into the water. Mm-hmm. But I'd be scared. as you do as with you do. regular size sure. otters. Um, <laughs> and course. a few months after this, Mrs. Uh, Mister uh, Chichester Hart responded to her letter in the journal and said that he had heard rumors about a gruesome creature co- called the Duarchu, which is said to be the king of all lakes and father of all otters. Mm. Is it the first otter? The first otter the ever? The very first and otter it was just in existence? huge? And then so, gave birth to all the little ones? I mean, there there is such a thing as a giant otter. Really? In the Amazon. Yeah, in the Amazon, there are giant otters, they're carnivores, and they've been known to grow up to six feet long, and those are just the ones that we've studied. It's the fucking Amazon, so yeah. there's a ton of shit in there that we don't know about, just like the ocean. Like, right. So there are six, there are otters in that live in the Amazon that are studied. They're endangered right now, which is super sad, but they are sad. studied, and they are the size of crocodiles. Okay. But so. they're only seen, like they've only ever been seen in... South America. So what the hell are they so doing in why Ireland? why would they be in Ireland? They also have a very strange and loud vocalizations, like the loud screech heard by the, the Dewar, by DC. And uh, they're known as river wolves, which is river pretty wolves. similar to water hounds. Yep. So, <laughs> All sounding um, alike. But like I said, they only really live in South America and the Amazon River, so I don't yeah. really know. What would they be doing there? So what else could it be? The creature, actually, they have some theories. The creature's believed to live in many lakes around Ireland. At least these lakes are where the most modern sightings in Ireland have been, but there have also been experiences around rivers and oceans nearby as well. As recently as 2000, Irish artist um, Sean Corcoran and his wife claimed to have witnessed a sighting of D.C. in a lake on Omi Island in County Galway. I don't fucking know where any of these places are. Uh, he described it as a large, dark, and with orangish flippers. And the creature swam the width of the lake from west to east in what seemed like a matter of a few seconds before leaping onto a huge boulder and before disappearing. It gave the most haunting screech. So him and his wife. Ew. So two this. witnesses to this. Yeah. What kind of screech do you think it was? <laughs> no, apparently it's like super scary and it wasn't that scary. So DC <laughs> is actually one of the most frightening monsters in Ireland and is actually considered to be an immature form of the famous Loch Ness Monster. Nessie, it all comes back to you. Or, you know, whatever creature the Loch Ness Monster is. Creatures similar to the Doarku have been spotted in uh, various regions all over Europe. 
uh, but are closer to home in New England and the Great Lakes area as well. So okay. they've been seen in America. America. Good all USA. This is America. Scott. This is America. Just in a little childish Gambino. <laughs> Grace, this story is actually pretty crazy. Of all the sightings of this creature, the murder of Grace McGoyclin in 1722. Grace lived in a town that I can't pronounce, which is close to the border of no one knows where this is and who. Creve. I'm not going to try. Don't even do it. Grace went down to the lake to wash some clothes. And while she was doing that, a large creature emerged from the water and savagely attacked and killed her. She was later found by her husband, Terrence. Terrence saw her bloodied body on the side of the lake and the huge monster that killed his wife was still near the body. Some people say feasting on the body. Some people say sleeping on the body, which seems silly. And other versions of the story just say near the body. Hmm. Uh, Legends of DC already existed at this time. Like I said, they've been around since the 1600s. So Terrence knew what he was dealing with was something completely batshit crazy. Right. He took out a dagger and killed the creature. And during its death throes, it let out the high-pitched whistle. And within minutes, a second one emerged from the lake that was even larger than the first one. And apparently there was a pursuit, Terrence on his horse and the DC keeping up with the horse for miles. No. Like chased him into town. Yes. Apparently the chase ended at a blacksmith's forge in another town that I can't pronounce. Of course. And there was a struggle and eventually the horse was dead and so was the second creature. Oh, Now the craziest part of this kooky legend is that it actually happened. This isn't just a like, I heard in 17, this is real. In fact, actually um, her grave exists and carved on her tombstone is a detailed depiction of the DC. Interesting. It's in. So they're keeping that alive. Yeah. It's in Conwall Cemetery in the townland of Drummond's. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Most of the written details are illegible at this point, but her name and the name of her husband can be made out along with the image of the DC, who is depicted as lying down with its head and neck flung backwards and a spear-like weapon piercing its like chest neck area. Wow. There's also a small marker where the horse and the creature are buried as well, although it's not in the cemetery. It's wherever they died, I believe. Like Like their final resting place. Like close to wherever the... Um, like both creatures died close to that blacksmith's house. So and they saw the dead creature mm-hmm, by the they horse. They buried it, yeah. And they just still were like, "What the fuck is I mean, this?" I mean, I don't. It was before a time where we were like, "We should experiment." Yeah, you can't really do <laughs> yeah. anything about it. We it's should just send so this to crazy. a laboratory. It was send just like the labo- do you see UC Davis? Shit? Wasn't that where they were yeah. saying this? <laughs> you seeing this shit? Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> seeing this shit, man? DC shit. Yeah, so they buried it, and apparently when they went back to bury the first creature that was killed, it wasn't there anymore. So they're thinking that it wasn't actually dead, and it slunk off into the ocean and continued life without its mate. Man. So yeah, Um, creepy. probably some form of giant otter. And giant, like I said, giant otters are carnivorous. But giant otters, like in the Amazon and South America and stuff, they aren't really. Um, they're not aggressive really towards like nature Humans. photographers or, um, like the locals, like the local tribes or anything. There's not. They're a nuisance. They're a pain in the ass because they're otters and they're like enormous otters. So 
they eat a lot of fish and they build enormous dams that so they're not as adorable as the little ones no. that lay on their back and like put and apparently food on their little belly. otters can be like bastards Assholes. okay yeah. cool which that like I've heard that and that really ruined my life. So like imagine one of those little assholes that are six to seven feet long. Yeah, you're right. That would be they could absolutely kill a person if they attacked their sharp teeth and their clawsies and especially if they attack like a crocodile where they take you and roll and drag you. Yeah. Yeah. Drag you under the water. You're done. Yikes. Dowarku. Dowarku or something like that. DC, our buddy. (laughs) Join in the ranks with Nessie, our our other good buddy. (laughs) Ah, I remember Dick. (laughs) Good old days. (laughs) Good old days. (laughs) Okay. Are we We've moving some on to some ghost stories? LGS? Yeah, yeah, some, some LGS. Ghost stories. You go first. All right, I have it on my phone. Give me just a sec. My story was submitted to us via email, and I'm sad because I saw in our emails that you read it already, and I do like reading them too organically, but it's okay. Um, it is from a girl named Lori. I didn't end up getting permission to see if I could use her last name. So I'm just going to say Lori. Hey, Lori. Thank you for submitting your email. You actually sent us a couple of stories. I'm just going to read the one today. I but recall. As they I are V-good. They are V-good. <laughs> um, we got so many stories all at once, and it was like all while I was gone in yeah, Europe. Yeah, you went so to I, Europe, and everyone was like, I was like, well, Lauren's gone. Let's submit the stories. (laughs) I responded to a couple of them. But yeah, you guys are amazing. Thank you for submitting. And we save everything. But here is one story from Lori. Thank you again. She says, so my great aunt and uncle during the winter live in their RV in good old Florida during the winter months. It's a nice, quiet area. Lots of old people. So one night, my great aunt is woken up by this mumbling and it keeps her up. Finally, she wakes my great uncle and says, do you hear that? And he does, and he gets up to see if there are people outside the RV, but he doesn't see anyone from the window. Now he's annoyed, and he ends up going outside, walking around, and he doesn't see anyone, doesn't hear anything, and when he leaves, my great aunt doesn't hear anything anymore either. So he comes back in, goes to their bedroom, and it starts up again. Confused as hell, she says, my great aunt starts leaning to hear where it's coming from, and this murmuring is constant the whole time. Finally, she leans close to my uncle, and she says... It's coming from your chest. She leans closer to his chest and clear as day, she hears whispering saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. My aunt freaked out and even now she told me once and will never speak about it again. My grandma, her sister, thinks it's their daughter who died a while ago. Oh my God. That story is like... That story is crazy. It's crazy. It gives my whole body chills. It makes me feel so like strange inside but also kind of happy I don't even know how I, I feel. don't know how I feel I know that I don't feel good things about it well the thing is is like it is sweet like especially if it, it the voice is saying daughter. like I'm okay I'm okay but why like, in the chest died. why was why it in, in the, the chest? chest why could why they both it the hear chest? it why why <laughs> When, like when he went outside, nothing was happening, but then he came back in and they're just sitting next to this chest speaker. His chest was talking. His chest was speaking. I, yeah. Lori, what? Did, I wonder if he had like a pacemaker or something. Maybe. I don't Ugh. know what that would mean. I don't but know what that would But why would the pacemaker anything. be saying, I'm okay? She said it was like clear as day of voice, not just like, oh, there's like a no, sound. That's so weird. 
I can't. <laughs> Thank you so much for that Thank weird for that fucking weird story. story. Jeez. I don't even, I I have nothing. Usually I, I could be like, well. Let's um, set out a theory about yeah, this. I have no, no theories about today. it. I mean, the only theory that I would have is like, thing. what if there's a pacemaker? But like, what would that do? I don't even know where pacemakers are. No. <laughs> also, side note to that story I forgot to include. I just saw it when I was scrolling again. Lori said her great aunt and uncle did not believe in the paranormal at all. And if they heard any story, if someone had told them that story, they probably would have been like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up. So, All right, I have one story. Okay. Uh, this story comes in from Michael and boy, oh boy. Michael says... I never told anyone this story because I never thought they would believe me. I was home alone one evening and had gone to sleep for the night. I live with my significant other and two indoor cats, but she was out of state traveling for business. I woke up in the middle of the night. I wasn't sure of what time, but it was completely dark because my body was freezing cold. I actually like it cool when I sleep and usually have the temperature around 70 degrees or colder since I live in central Texas, but this was completely different. I was ice cold, but wrapped in blankets. It was the middle of summer, so evenings are not cold. When I grabbed my phone to look at the time, it seemed to be off. I pressed the on button, but it didn't turn on. Since I was half asleep, I shrugged this off. I walked out of my bedroom to go adjust the thermostat and noticed that the cats weren't around. And this was weird because these fur balls are always hanging out in the bed or around the bed. Anyhow, I walked to the thermostat and tried to adjust it, but the power to the thermostat, I have a nest, which I don't know if you know what a nest yeah. is, Okay, was nil, and the power to the house seemed to be off. I peeked out the upstairs window to see if any of my neighbors were having power issues and noticed that all of their outdoor lights are working just fine. From the time I woke up to this moment was a prob probably about one to two minutes max. I decide to wander downstairs to grab some water, but I'm startled when I realize there's a glow of light coming from the first floor. Great. The way my house is situated, I couldn't see the light until I had approached the stairs. I found this odd because the power seemed to be out just upstairs, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm. I started walking down the stairs and began to hear a faint humming noise. The noise had a high pitch to it with an arbitrary with arbitrary pulses of slowed sounds, almost like a muffled weed whacker that someone is throttling at random. As I continue to walk down the stairs, I spot a dark, slowly moving figure in the room with light at the bottom of the stairs. The next step that I take feels like I walked off the side of a cliff or was sucked into the floor. That is really the best way I can explain it because I don't remember what happened after that moment. I just lost all feeling from my body. My next memory is waking up again to the sound of my phone's alarm. Everything seemed back to normal. I sat there in bed, the cats being uh, back to being lazy in the bed next to me, and tried to think about the two-minute incident that happened in the middle of the night. I'm not a sleepwalker, and I definitely was not dreaming. My security systems app on my phone shows the time whenever a door is opened or closed. I realized that my security system was disarmed on the app and that the front door had been opened and closed several times throughout the night. 
Whoa. I pulled up my security footage from the exterior cameras and was surprised to learn there was zero footage from the night. Like the motion sensors reacted to a random car driving by around 10 p.m. And then the next thing is another random car in the morning. So someone or something walked in and out of my front door, but the cameras did not capture any footage. My neighbor across the street has a good security system that points at my house. So I asked if he can review the footage from his cameras. I told him some made up story about how I thought someone had broken into my truck. Anyway, he said it was weird because when he pulled up the footage from that night, his cameras didn't record anything. It was just a gap in time. My first thought was that I was sleepwalking and that the memory was a dream, but it just couldn't have been. When I looked out the window in the middle of the night, I distinctly recall a red pickup truck parked the wrong direction in front of the neighbor's house. I always notice when cars are parked left wheel to curb because I've gotten a ticket for this in the past. Anyhow, the truck was not there before I went to sleep, based on the footage, but was there in the morning, based on the footage. So the truck was there when I saw it in the middle of the night. I definitely woke up in the middle of the night, cold as ice, no cats, no working phone or thermostat, saw the truck out of the window, and then got warped by something on the stairs. A couple additional things were different in the house. The security system was disarmed, and I definitely armed it before going to bed. The light was still on downstairs, and that was absolutely off before I went to bed. My whole body smelled like burnt marshmallows. Ew. I know this is weird, but that's really how it smelled. And lastly, my 55-gallon fish tank that sits at the bottom of the stairs in the entryway was missing two-thirds of the water. Whoa! Seriously, where the fuck did 40-plus gallons of water go? The entire area around the tank was bone dry and the fish were fine. I think I was mind-fucked by some thirsty aliens. Wow! Can you imagine? What the hell happened? The thing is, is that if if you wake up from that and you have, and you think like, whoa, could that have been a dream? There's so much leftover physical evidence that, Something actually happened in his house. Yeah, 100% something went down. He said nothing. I I asked him. He said nothing ever happened to the fish. The fish were fine. They just refilled the tank. Like nothing like that ever happened again. all that water missing? 40, almost, it was over 40 gallons of water was missing from the fish tank. And like not a drop was spilled. And that doesn't seem like a spirit or a a ghost. No, even ghost. I mean the thing is, is like the door, the front door, open and closed, physically open and closed multiple times. No one was coming in. No one was caught on camera. Well, it's true. It sounds very alien. Like it sounds like a close encounter. Yeah, it sounds like something taking all the water. Yeah, it sounds like exactly. It sounds like that scene in like Close Encounters, like before they abduct Barry, Mm -hmm. but they just like are in the house and yeah, you can see him like he, you can see him like watching them they like go in the fridge and like raid the fridge yeah. cuz they're just checking things out they're like what's going on in here that's exactly what that's it kind of what like. it sounds like holy shit what and maybe the warping on the stairs and him kind of blacking out after that was them being like oh shit like yeah he oh, sees he's us, like knock him out yeah <laughs> like, well that's the know. thing is like he said he 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 saw like a glowing light like right. a glow from downstairs and he heard like a which leads me to believe that like there was some sort of yeah i don't know like some sort of machine or something down there that they were using that like if anyone got in a certain radius maybe it like literally just like knocked you out cold right 
Is that too crazy to believe? No, <laughs> that's. I mean, it's anything, so crazy, but it's like it is I, crazy. But like, for just trying to throw theories yeah. out there, it's like I. It sounds very alien I have none. to me. Never heard anything like. It that. sounds very alien to me. But a ba. But a ba. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Aliens, heart chests that speak. Heart chests that speak. Everything. We've really gone over everything today. I think. Yeah. I think we've covered it all. We have covered every topic, <laughs> it seems. What there an episode. There was a lot of like flesh eating. Even yeah, like when we were on the cannibal section, it was like even in the coincidence part, yeah. there was flesh eating and, and the, the, otter. the old dick. Old dick was flesh old eating. Old dick was there flesh eating. There were a lot of dicks and flesh eating. Yeah, there were a lot of dicks as well. Anyways, that's all the time we have this week for Keep, Keep It Weird. weird. <laughs> um... I'm actually off to Illinois, but Yay. I promise that we will have another, uh, another, another, another episode for you very soon. So keep sending in your topics and suggestions of things that you want to hear. We're making this show for you. So if there's a topic you want covered, don't hesitate to write in and send it our way. It might already be on a list. We've got a ton of upcoming episodes planned and it might be something brand new that we hadn't thought of. And we're very excited to hear about it. For sure. Before we go, I want to plug a really cool artist um, just really quickly. His name is Michael Cousins, and his website is wineryartist.com. That's W-I-N-E-R-Y artist, A-R-T-I-S-T dot com. He's contributed to the show, and he makes really cool portraits with wine corks, and he does custom work too, so check him out. That sounds phenomenal. Oh, it's great. I want some of that. He art. does like, you know, he'll do like Abe Lincoln. We can get a land of Lincoln. <sighs> we uh, need that. Us wine Illinois cork. gals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool though. Maybe we'll just get a W for weirdo. Hey, hey. I like that. Michael Cousins. Looking like our little W yeah, finger sign that no one knows. That no one knows about. Do you have anything to plug or thank or um shout no. out to? No. I'm I'm She's, real boring. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I just Doctor Spaceman, my band just had a show, so I can't plug that. You missed it. You it missed last it. week. I missed it. You. Oh my gosh, it's so fine. Super it we super went on later than we've ever gone on, so it was bad, and I was jet lagged, so I almost fell asleep on the microphone. Great. But um, Doctor Spaceman will be back in August at the good old Hermosa Saloon. You can come see us then, and also if you have the chance, go to Barcelona and Paris in your lifetime. I can plug those cities. <laughs> yeah, come to Southern Illinois. A it's a real time. Also go to Southern Illinois. It's a good time. Central Illinois is, it's all right. Go see uh, the movie Ghost Stories in theaters now with Martin Freeman and a bunch of other British people. Hell yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Pretty, pretty, please. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast and find ways that you can donate and contribute to the show. You can even donate as little as $1 a month to help support us and fund our future adventures. What is our sign-off? Just words of advice. What would your advice be? Don't eat your neighbor. Don't eat your neighbor. That's very solid advice. Mine would be don't eat the witch's apple. Don't eat that witch's apple, y'all. Maybe the advice overall is just like, don't eat, first of all, stranger danger. Mm-hmm. Don't Watch eat out for things, them strangers. Yeah, don't eat things that people give you. No, and then don't eat people. And then also don't eat people. Don't mm-hmm. eat the things they give you or the people. 
that's pretty solid. Pretty good lessons. No, that's to yeah. Take those with are pretty you. good life lessons. Uh, I think that's I think that's, that's pretty much like the theme of this week's episode. Right. So you know, don't you eat your neighbor. Don't eat the witch's apple. And as usual, keep, keep it weird. It weird. Hello. Hello. It's me. It's me. You gotta turn yours up. Talk again. Hello. It's me, Lauren Ogle. (laughs) Don't know if you know me. Do you know me now? (laughs) Do you know who I am? There we go. (laughs) That's from the movie The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. Beautiful actress. <laughs> I mean, she is, but no, she's totally beautiful. Um, I have to show you my new shirt, actually. But uh, does it have Jennifer Lopez on it? No. Oh, okay.